Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Film Unit where we are remote because like everything we're doing at the moment we're I guess well we're doing remote screenings and now we're doing remote podcasts over technology that I don't understand and so I'm getting very I get loads of help from my wonderful guests if you'd like to introduce yourself. Who's going first? Harry you go first. <laughs> okay. You go first. Um, hello I'm Harry I appeared on the Film Unit podcast a couple of times before and now I'm here on the remote Film Unit podcast. Uh, yeah. Hi. Hi, I'm Ash. Um, I also have been on the Film Unit podcast before, um, and I'm the new chair of Film Unit as well, and more importantly, uh, running Film Unit's remote screenings. Uh, so if you've come along uh, in your living room to watch Clueless or Spirited Away or The Irishman or Backrow with us, then it was me running that so hello well can, first off congratulations for becoming chair because you deserve it also it's well done for running everything because you are like film units having to go remote which is odd as a cinema to be remote and you're doing a great job thank you so, thank you for that <laughs> i try it's been a lot of fun it's mostly just been i want to watch this film why not i just get everyone else to watch this film as well and then we watch it. So I was like, I'm going to finally watch Clueless. And then as an incentive to finally watch Clueless, I make everyone else watch Clueless as well. Um, and by everyone else, I mean the five people who came along to watch Clueless. Um, it's hard to tell numbers because it's like, I use a thing called Netflix Party, which allows you to get people to sync up. But then there are people later on who say, oh yeah, I was watching it as well. I just wasn't on Netflix Party. So you can't tell the numbers. So it's like, theoretically, there could be like, 10 to 20 other people but you can only see like two or three at a time and yeah but I've, I've had good feedback it's been fun you you have been choosing a good range of films and clueless is a great film that paul rudd has not aged since <laughs> it was that good god they didn't stop aging at that point when i was watching it, i kept thinking that he looked really young that like that was my main anytime he was on screen i was like paul rudd looks like such a baby like and and like that's just been on my mind all the time I've been inside was Paul Rudd, so young and clueless. What? <laughs> Paul Rudd at one point was a young person. They haven't just got an ageless face. They were once young. Yeah. But yeah, clueless is smashing. As as I'm sure we'll get back to later when we talk about what films have we been watching. But yeah, it's it's great. That's, that's true. I, I do quite like the fact that you've just kind of gone. Well, I want to watch this, so we're gonna we're gonna show it. But I I feel like that's a, almost what we do at Film Unit because we were like, oh, this is a really good film. We all kind of want to watch on a big screen. Yeah. So it's just it's just like that on a smaller scale. It's just it's oh, reducing it's reducing the selections process down to just Ash rather than <laughs> like a whole room of people. It's like Ash. Who, admittedly, I am trying to get other feedback and, like, questioning people being like, what film do you want to watch? But mostly people are just like, yeah, you're running it fine, just keep doing this. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'd, I don't commit to not showing Twilight through this at some point soon. Um, but I'll just, I'll keep going. Mm -hmm. It's going well. It's, it's, I must admit, it's been many years since I've seen Twilight. Just a long, a long time. I'm trying to remember how old it was the last time I saw it. I remember going to watch it in the cinema for all of them because I was that dedicated as a child. When the first That's... one came out, was that like 2009 ish? Um, I think. I think it's about that. Yeah. Well, no, because Breaking Dawn Part Two was 2012, I think. So the first Twilight. Let's see, because because we're doing this online. It means that I don't feel bad about getting my phone out in the recording booth. 2008 uh, was the first Twilight. Well, so it was one a year. I just remember... One year. I remember um, Breaking Dawn Part 2 came out the day that my school weirdly had a half day. And so they basically... And I bet I went to an all-girls school. So literally everyone left school at about 12 and immediately went to the local cinema down the road. And it was just, a, it was just an entire auditorium of this, like, school... I remember the, uh, nice. the the Force Awakens came out um, on a half day as well, but uh, a bunch of us just didn't go in for the half day and just went to see Force Awakens at like the earliest possible screening. Uh, that was that was the, the first day it came That's out. That was pretty good. 
God, remember going outside. <laughs> remember going outside to go to the cinema. What a time that was. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. To be on to be honest, I've been thinking about it and it's I know it's, while it's bad it's happening at the moment, it's probably better happening now than ten years ago. Because think about it, we have Netflix now, we have like Amazon Prime, we have all these like services. Before it would just you'd sit and watch the one DVD you had on a loop until I guess you went bad. Yeah, and and to be fair, if there was a time for cinema to just take a bit of a break, I feel like it's now is a legitimate time for that. Like it's we're we're getting a good amount of like kind of interesting releases being put online, but we've just had like the magnificence of Parasite. Like Marvel finished its yeah. um, like kind of first money making venture with Avengers Endgame, um, and like yeah. so they aren't being they, they they haven't had like a sudden kind of stop in cinemas before Avengers Endgame comes out and having to like put that on hold. They're like, okay, we'll just delay the start of whatever the new things we're doing is, and. And so it's like, okay, cinema's just, like, on a break for a few months. But, like, it's an okay time for that. Yeah, yeah, I think... I feel, I do feel I do, I do feel bad, because was it on a, a show we were doing, Harry, where we joked about how Hollywood should take a year off so everyone can catch up on a film? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it was. And, uh, yeah, I kind of feel bad, because I'm like, well, a lot of people who work in uh, the industry kind of don't have jobs now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which sucks. Yeah, sorry, it's all our fault. We didn't mean for this to happen, but we didn't know. It is good. Uh, it is good it. to catch up because I already have a watch list that's like too big. Um, on about every, every single streaming service, like there's just too many things on there I want to watch, and then they get taken off sometimes. It's stressful because you got to watch them before they get taken off. Uh, yeah. That's like, like we were going to show like Goodfellas, we... and then I was like, "Oh, Goodfellas is on Netflix. We um, uh, we can do that as a." film unit remote screening but then right after i thought that goodfellas got taken off of netflix and you know what so it's back on netflix <laughs> is it yeah i didn't even notice I saw, it, I saw it and it's just it's just appearing and disappearing it's it's like it's social distancing it's staying two meters apart yeah i have a weird thing with goodfellas where uh, me and a friend were watching a minute of it every day um for some reason that was just a routine we had. So when it got taken off Netflix, it became very inconvenient to watch a minute every day because we have to load up a Blu-ray of it uh, every time, every single day. But uh, yeah, it went off for like two weeks and now it's back on. Netflix just does this for some reason. That's quite the way to watch Goodfellas. It is. I mean, we've both seen it like a, a ton of times. So it's not like it's ruining it. But yeah, going to see my scene was quite, it's, it's kind of fun. Uh, I wouldn't recommend doing it unless you like really know the movie though because otherwise it will be like slightly unbearable. I did hear um, on, uh, was it a podcast? No, it was a like film news show that I watched where they were discussing um, the New Mutants, R.I.P., um, who, for anyone not in the know, New Mutants has had four release dates and has been pushed from its four release dates. Its first one was, what's the date today? It's the 8th of April. So the the first release date of the new mutants was nearly exactly two years ago on april the 13th um 2018 and it got pushed from that because it didn't want to compete with dark no deadpool 2 yeah it was it was scheduled then but then they moved it to not compete with deadpool 2 um and then so it got pushed a bit and then its release date got scheduled to be around the time where they planned to release Dark Phoenix. Um, But then they changed the release date of Dark Phoenix anyway, but then they didn't want to uh, have it compete with Dark Phoenix. They pushed it again into a third release date. And then Disney bought Fox, and then Disney were like, okay, we're putting this project on hold. Um, And then so it didn't have a release date for a bit. And then it got pushed to its fourth release date, which actually looks legit going to happen for the first time in like three years since the trailer had come out. It was like, okay, Dark Fix has a definite, not Dark Fix, New Mutants has a definite release date that is going to come out. Um, And then all of this happened. So it got pushed again. So we're currently waiting for the New Mutants fifth release date. Um, But there's legal reasons because of the fox disney contract that they can't just throw it up on um disney plus etc 
Um, so they were discussing how could it come out. And one possibility is they just put it in cinemas after the lockdown's over. But then there's also the worry that um, people aren't going to like particularly go go and see that because there's loads of other films coming out and the new mutants was never really many people's priority um but they said what they could do is release it 30 seconds at a time at the end of every single marvel film um so like have post-credit sequence for marvel films continue but just have them be 30 seconds or was it two minutes it was a very short amount of time chunks of the 30 seconds yeah it was basically a very short amount of time uh and just like because we're gonna have mcu films for the next like thousand years anyway so might as well just yeah put the new mutants as a, a, a like just a very short bit each few months you get a bit more of the new mutants why don't they do? Um, what was it? Was it the Lego Movie that just released the first one as a giant advert? It was just like the whole film was the advert on a, like on YouTube just for like one day. Did they actually go on in the advert? Yeah, they did. It, it's it's because I think it was just before the sequel came out. So they were like, I think I don't know if it was April Fools or Black Friday, but it was one of those days. Where we're like, okay, here's this entire 150 minute ad. It's the entire film. Enjoy. Well, I remember that they did that as a joke with um, Detective Pikachu, but it was um, it was just the like Pikachu dancing to like an 80s dance montage video. Um, but that the, was a brilliant video. I'd forgotten about that. But there was the runtime of the film, and I can't remember whether that was an April Fool's joke or just a a joke joke because you can do jokes that aren't for April Fool's it's wild um but yeah yeah did anyone do a joke for April Fool's or did they just kind of decide the world was okay enough without a joke I didn't wake up till I didn't wake up till gone 12 and like I'm pretty happy with the role of April Fool's jokes after midday are bad so I just ignored April Fool's day existed pretty much it was it was a good time did you? I only heard about this about this rule this year, but I thought you can't do it after 12. I mean, I didn't really have any good joke because we had a whoopee cushion, but that suddenly disappeared. And that was about going to be the most I was going to do. Yeah. Good old-fashioned whoopee cushion. Just put it somewhere and just wait. Yeah. Though I do remember the last time I think I used a whoopee cushion, the person sat down and just farted at the same time. So they just presumed it was there. Incredible. Rather than an accident or anything. And it was just like, they did, did not care whatsoever. And it was the biggest power we've ever been confronted with. Just to be like, I saw your prank, but I'm going around it. That's like the, the biggest reversal of a fool. They, they truly made you the fool in that instance. Like, That's I respect true. that. I w- I was the fool on that occasion. Well, we've always kind of danced around it. So what films have you guys been watching? What recommendations can we give to like the listeners? Uh, um, I'm going to get my letter boxed up because it's hard to recollect. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know if we should... I probably won't recommend things that people can't easily watch. Because uh, I, I watched The Handmaiden yesterday. And that was really good. Uh, but I don't think that's available anywhere unless you just buy it. Uh, digitally, but um, Old Boy, which uh, we did show at Film Unit, and is Park Chan Wook's maybe most popular film, uh, is still on movie. So, I mean, that's that's definitely worth watching. People have four days to go and watch Old Boy. Uh, definitely, definitely worth watching. I keep trying to convince everyone I know to watch it. I'm like, okay, it's a really, really good film. Just when you watch it, don't come back at yellow. And movies are free for students as well, so it's not like uh, well. Movies also, even if you're not a student, um, because you are a fan of a community cinema, as evidenced by you listening to our podcast, um, that means that you can use the link movie.com forward slash cinema goes on, um, all one word, uh, and get three months free of movie because they've teamed up with Cinema for All um, to offer that at the moment, which is really cool. Um so yeah, again, that's movie.com slash cinema goes on, um, and they've got lots on there. So they've got. I didn't realise they were doing that because that that's really good because like movie is such a good range of films and films that you don't usually hear of or see. Yeah, they've got like they've got so they're doing a thing at the moment where they've got um, 
because films aren't coming out like normal, they've got um, like they're put they're putting new releases on there as well. So they've got um, uh, Baccarat came out a couple of weeks ago, which is a Brazilian Western film. We showed that as part of um, Film Unit Remote, and if anyone hasn't seen that, I would recommend it to almost anyone. Um, it's yeah, this it's a Brazilian Western film that also takes on sci-fi and thriller elements. Um, it's about a remote village uh, who suddenly are, like come off the map, and they can't work out why, but it's not that big a deal. But then lots of strange things start to happen um, after one of the kind of like key people in the village dies and that all is like very early on in the film so that's not spoilers but i would recommend baccarat a lot um yeah as said it's on movie they've also released the whalebone box which is a like new weird art film by andrew cotting we're showing that at film unit remote tonight which is wednesday the 6th 8th of april so i suppose when this goes out it will be in the past but then they're, they're putting um portrait of a lady on fire on on friday which is very exciting um and looking forward to that it's one of the best films of the year so like 10 out of 10 one that we were going to show as well it, really so. i feel like we yeah. should promote the ones that we were yeah. going to show if they're on like streaming yeah. services definitely yeah because we were, we were going to show that and i remember a lot of people being like really interested in that so watch that just get your three months free like subscription and watch it when it comes out because i'm really excited because i haven't seen it yet i was waiting to waiting to see it and so i'm very excited for, to like see it when it comes out or whenever we do a remote screening of it yeah we will <laughs> probably soon um I, I say probably almost definitely it's my choice so like yeah we will we will show portrait of a lady on fire on at film unit remote um like definitely watch it watch it along with us or if you're busy on the day then like watch it on your own but whatever you do you should watch portrait of a lady on fire um other things i've been watching i watched if anyone's got disney plus uh which is newly released it costs 5.99 a month which is about on par slash slightly under the average netflix cost um obviously it's all disney stuff so a slightly more limited selection but if you're into star wars uh the director and the jedi is a video extra for the last jedi me and harry watched it about a week ago um and it's it's really really good like very interesting um it's a documentary about the making of star wars episode 8 um which obviously had like have a large amount of fan backlash but the documentary doesn't so much go into that it's more just about the love and care that went into it there's carrie fisher is amazing in it um there's lots of good interview segments with her i cried a lot uh, at the end um and then they've also got like kind of this art going through it about mark hamill being at first really annoyed with um the arc that luke goes through in the last jedi and then by the end of it he's like okay, no, I respect this. Um, and for all, every, all the time that everyone says, oh yeah, Mark Hamill hates like Luke's role in The Last Jedi, they conveniently leave out the bit where he comes to terms with it. Um, so yeah, I would recommend the, the director and the Jedi uh, an extra for The Last Jedi if you've got Disney+. Plus. Well, I guess if you've been playing a character and you're kind of most famous for this character that you've played for, like years ago, you are going to be i guess slightly more protective over them yeah. than just a normal actor on a role so the fact that like he might have disagreed with to start with is probably reasonable because if he agreed with everything then you're not bringing anything new to the character yeah and the fact that in the end he i like, appreciated the movement and stuff i i liked the film the last jedi and every, whenever i said that people would be like no you you can't i'm like but it's a film i'm allowed to like films i yeah it's i i'm also i think it's i think it's very decent and like it it was it was really nice just kind of watching this thing just about kind of like the love that went into it and yeah it was it was just a nice a nice like actually interesting kind of 
documentary about the making of a film that wasn't just like, wow, look at this amazing film that we made. It was actually like, look at all these different individual parts that went into it. And yeah, um, I know there's other things on Disney Plus as well, but I haven't seen them yet. Have you seen, is it, I'm going to mispronounce it now, I've suddenly got the name, like The Mandalorian mm-hmm. with Baby Yoda? Oh yeah, I have watched, I have watched The Mandalorian, I completely forgot about that. Uh, yes, I have watched The Mandalorian. <laughs> the Ma- Mandalorian is very good, would would absolutely recommend. I think they're at the, uh, we're in the UK, they're on episode four right now, uh, they're doing it like a, you get one a week, uh, which is very weird as the whole thing has been out there for quite a while. Uh, that they're doing it's, it one a week, but I guess if, it's if, so that people can't just use the free seven-day trial to watch all the Mandalorian and then uh, stop like their Disney Plus subscription. Um, I guess, but couldn't you yeah, just wait just until wait. all of it was released and then do the seven-day trial, watch it all, and then? <laughs> but they're relying on people's lack of patience. Is the is the key uh, the key issue? Um, yeah, they're relying on people's lack of patience, but not are not relying on the fact that online sites exist <laughs> where people could watch the show. Yes. Another thing that we were going to be showing at Film Unit, um, which is on Amazon Prime Video, uh, is Blinded by the Light, um, which I saw back in the summer. But if you haven't seen it, I would recommend going on to Amazon Prime Video if you have it, um, or if you know someone who has it. Uh, and watching Blinded by the it's Light. Such a good film. Yeah, it's 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 really lovely. It's such, honestly at the moment if you're feeling a bit down and you want a little bit of a pick me up and you want to get like Bruce Springsteen songs in your head, just just watch it. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful film. It's just it's just so uplifting. I really like it. I think it's probably one of like the best films for like currently how everything feels. Like it is yeah. just a nice happy positive film and like yeah i just it's it's very good and like means like we'll get you listening to bruce springsteen if you haven't already as well which is always always accepted i think a prime you can get like a six month three uh, uh trial as well if you're a student yeah so, um, and th- they tend to get new films uh before netflix i've noticed that netflix are normally on like a two-year delay with the uk in terms of films so a lot of Netflix's stuff now is like mm. 2018 cinema releases. But a Prime seems to be quite quick. So at the moment they've got Hustlers and The Current War and that kind of, that batch of yeah. like oh. summer films. So uh, Wild Rose as well. Um, which, mm. again, if you haven't seen Wild Rose, I think I put it forward to watch at Film Unit at one point. It didn't get selected, which like I'm still salty about. Um, and But it's on Prime Video, so like watch it um it's a film about a scottish songwriter um who's played by jesse berkeley um and it's all set in glasgow and it's just it it was one of the most heartwarming films of last year um like it's got lots of complicated mother-daughter dynamics which is one of my like the the things in film that i'm just like yep i'm i'm here for that um and it's just, it's very good. Um, would recommend. Yeah, it's a great. On the note of that, I'm just looking through what what films are new on Netflix. And I, Tonya, which we showed a few years ago, that is mother-daughter. Um, yeah. Well, it has a particular kind of mother-daughter relationship, but that was a really good film. I love I, Tonya. It's, it's so good. It's so good. And that's on Netflix. So find that and watch it if you, if you can, if you're still to someone else's Netflix. It's, it's the way it goes. And... It's just I feel like everyone's using this time to catch up on films, which is good. And there are so many free trials, and whether you like you get a seven day with Disney and watch what you want, whether you get like your free few couple months at like movie, or you just get, or if you student take advantage of Amazon's free stuff. So honestly, max out all those trials and just watch as much as you possibly can. I guess. Yeah, I mean Netflix oh. still has the like incredible selection and. Um... Yeah, I think I think uh, if you just go on the problem, one of the problems with Netflix is that it doesn't show you everything it has. It kind of shows you what it, you think uh, it thinks you like. Like I've got the problem that I've watched a few kind of anime, TV shows, and films recently. So all Netflix is showing me now is like the Ghibli collection. Um, and it just refuses to show me anything else. But uh, now nah, there's, there's, I mean, there's so many great films on Netflix. 
that most films people have seen, like The Social Network and Lady Bird and uh, even films like Roma that Kate was yeah. like the and uh, Uncut Gems, the Netflix originals. But if people haven't seen them... I've just noticed they've got um, True Romance on that we showed as well. Yeah. They've, they've uploaded True Romance. You mentioned Uncut I'm Gems. I'm scrolling through would would absolutely if you're already feeling quite stressed out by the everything that's going on maybe maybe uncut gems might not be the best but if you want a film that will make you feel even more stressed out uncut gems is is a good film for that um it stars adam sandler uh, as a as a man who makes a series of um very high risk bets uh but with high reward um, and about all the like relationships in his life that this kind of messes with. Um, as I said, it's a very stressful movie. It's directed by the Safdie brothers, who also made Good Time, which is also Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but we, this was a film that we probably would have shown on at Film Unit, but we couldn't because it's a Netflix film. So now we can say, all right, go watch Uncut Gems. Um, like, yeah, it's very very good uh it will probably raise your heart rate quite high uh if that's the kind of thing you want um very possibly not the mood at the moment but for some people i know that it might be if you want to raise your heartbeat instead of having to go out and do exercise just watch this film yeah Yeah. there's definitely something to be said about watching like safety brothers or even like the coen brothers who they're they're quite similar in the terms that they make a Films of which, like, very chaotic things happen, seemingly with very little reason. But if you kind of want... It is almost uh, kind of relaxing if you watch these these, these incredibly chaotic films uh, where seemingly kind of random things will happen and people's lives have begun thrown out. And it just... Uh, seeing that the universe is just, like, made up of chaos and things can happen for no reason, it can almost be reassuring in a very weird way. It's like, this, it's like how some people, like horror movies because it gives them like a safe way to experience kind of terror i feel like safety brothers films give you like a safe way to get really stressed out and get i guess get, get all that stress out uh, you know like an enjoyable way so you can maybe relax i have no idea if that makes sense but yeah i know that no i think it does because it because you get like really stressed and then when it's finished it's it's finished and usually there's like a resolve to most films so like they have like an ending where it kind of ties up most of it so then you can kind of just go and get back to reality where like if the stress levels aren't quite that high you aren't quite as stressed out as adam sandler is so like it's fine yeah Tracy, there's i know that film four have i've i've been hearing people say that film four's had some good stuff on as well so i'm just checking that to see if yeah, there are good films film four is it they... has been a very good they've got a lot of good shows as well as their films but at the moment i think they've got like a couple of peter strickland films a couple of um shane meadows films there yeah, they've got a good uh, selection if you kind of want British films. Oh, they've. I know they're showing Rafiki that we showed a few. Um, was it last year or this year? About yeah, it was, it was a few months ago, I think. It was. It was it. No, it was in the autumn ago. semester. It was so it was in like October or November, I think. Rafiki's a fantastic it, film. It, oh no, it's an actually brilliant film. Oh, I've just noticed they've added My Life as a, as a Courgette for like film four. If honestly watch that, please. If you want to look something that's really uplifting and just really sweet, watch My Life Is Court. It's incredibly that's, short as well. It's, it's like an hour long. It's it's yeah. it's very oh, good. nice. Yeah, and I think it's co-written so if you want by something... Celine Siamo of Portrait yeah. of Lady on Fire Fair. So that's another reason to watch it. Yeah, I've I've also found See, myself we... actually <laughs> like most of the year I'm very much not really into watching TV, but um. Because of everything, I've been like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll give I'll give TV a bit more of a chance, and so I've been watching old episodes of Doctor Who. Um, uh, I, and I, when I say old, I mostly mean uh, old up to two thousand and five. Um, like I haven't really gone back loads and watched many of the old episodes. They're not, I, they're I've, available on BritBox now, though, right? So people oh, can do that. I've not looked at Britbox, but that might be worth it. Because I do like, when I have watched old episodes of Doctor Who, I have enjoyed them. But, yeah, I've been watching, I've been watching one episode a week of um, the BBC uh, 2005 Doctor Who onwards. Um, and that's been good. And then also Tiger King. Um, uh, and... 
Both of those are brilliant things to spend your time watching. Doc 2 from like 2005 is just brilliant. And I've watched it all so much, I could probably play it, like just quote it all off by word by word. But Tiger King, my God. I know everyone said it was an insane show, but how? It's, it's just, it's so, like... I, if it was a film, you'd call it really unrealistic, and like you wouldn't be like, "This is this couldn't be done. This is a, like a, an insane plot." But the fact it's real. I think we definitely at some point are going to get a Joe Exotic film. Um, like I don't know. Oh, hundred percent. I don't know whether it will be good. It could be awful. Um, but I think we we will get Tiger King the movie at some point, and like. Who knows whether it'll be good or not? Like, yeah, it's kind of if you watch the fire, um, the fire festival documentary on Netflix and enjoyed that, it's probably quite likely you'd also like Tiger King. I would add a few things yeah. that, um, it, like, kind of, it is it is very entertaining, and I did like it. But the longer I've come away from it the more i've thought about some of the more troubling aspects of it which i won't go into exceptionally because i think it's more detailed than we need at the moment but i think there's certain ways in which its processes like kind of documentary filmmaking feels a bit flawed um but like mm. th that's probably a conversation for another time and like but it is it is entertaining but kind of watch it with a critical eye i would say and Think about how it presents the issues. That's that's all I'm going to say for now. No, I, I agree with that. It's just when, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, watch it with a critical eye, and I guess don't get swept into the madness they all seem to be infected with. Yeah, and and there's there's definitely something in that water. I'm not even lying. There's something in that water. <laughs> also, it's it's gonna. I think all of the memes about it are gonna. I think they've already reached their peak and are going down. So if if you're like, oh, I should watch it just to keep track with the memes, like, don't don't worry. It'll be there'll be another thing soon that will sweep Tiger King away. Um, mm. And yeah, I think uh, Netflix like uh, there was that uh, the platform that was quite popular. That, um, so uh, I think they're, they're they're pretty good at lining up like releases quite a few months in advance. So I think they're going to be dropping a few things over the next mm. couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, Netflix are like yeah. the masters of um, just very, like, kind of almost like influencer-like releasing, and they release something, and it's suddenly all that people are talking about on social media. For so it happened with mm. so it happened with Tiger King, it happened with the Fire Festival documentary, uh, it happened with Sex Education as well. Um, I remember the the newest series of that came out. Making a murderer, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Was it making making a murder went really big? Like, also the, they did the Ted Bundy stuff, didn't they? And that went really big on the internet for a while. They are very good at getting social media to kind of promote their shows for like free. Yeah. Because I guess once you have a couple of people making jokes, it spreads rather quickly. Yeah. And and I I think I was reading something about like the agency that they use or something, and kind of like. I I've forgotten where it was from. It was literally just I was scrolling Twitter at one point, and they were like, "Read this about um, Netflix's social media team." And I had a quick look. I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." But I can't remember any of it, so unhelpful to actually share that here. But still, um, yeah. Netflix is doing good things with social media, and it's interesting. That's, yeah, that's what we can say. Um, yeah, there's there's a rumor what? that they might be dropping the new Charlie Kaufman film, just like. In the next couple of weeks, just out of nowhere. Um, That's what what's what is the new Charlie Kaufman film? A very little is known about it, apart from it's called "I'm Thinking of Ending Things." And knowing Charlie Kaufman's track record, will probably not lift everyone's spirits. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, that's exciting. That is exciting. Like being being John Malkovich and her are two of my favorite films. I've not seen adaptation yet. Oh, um, neither have I. That's that's the that's the one of the films that I'll probably try and get through and get a uh, get. I think it's probably on like iTunes or something, but yeah, I need to watch that in the yeah. next couple of weeks. But like, yeah, I love Big John. Oh wait, no, he didn't do her. Yeah, no, that was just Spike Jones. Big John Malkovich was him and Charlie Cove. 
Kaufman, yeah. Um, but yeah, Be- Being John Malkovich is one of my favourite films of all time and was on Netflix at one point and uh, is not anymore. So I, I like... Yeah, I've done the quick Google, it's not on there. Yeah. Not not Google, search on... If if anyone, yeah, if anyone has a way of watching Being John Malkovich, that's a film that I would, would recommend watching for a bit of, like, surrealism. Um, I guess um, the... we could say, uh, if you're a Sheffield University student, which probability says you probably are, a box of broadcasts exists. Uh, which oh, is, yeah. Which uh, well, will have uh, pretty much every film. You just have to put the name of the film and the director. And uh, they're not the best quality, and sometimes it's a bit slow. But if you really want to watch something and you don't want to pay, and you don't want to break the law, box of broadcast is a, is a good... Uh, way to watch things there's an um another like thing that I, don't, I don't know i don't think university of sheffield does but i know other universities have it and it's called canopy and it's a lot it's more like documentaries and like small indie films but they do have quite a, a range on there if it, and you can use your university login to watch it so i know they have rear window on there and like old film like classic films and foreign films seem to be there like another two, suggestion uh, uh, i think to place to watch films that i've been doing a little bit is uh, just youtube because um, I think it's films before the year 1926, maybe, um, are just completely free. So if you want to watch a bunch of old silent films... Oh, that's true, because copyrights... Yeah, they're on YouTube. And uh, I think um, there's, there's films like Yee Yee and Woman in the Dunes that are like among the highest rated on sites like Letterboxd. And uh, I think they're on YouTube uh, with subtitles, and they're completely free to watch. That's uh, cool. Yeah, there's, there's often... I think I, I watched a few... I've, I've seen a few kind of classics just on YouTube before. <laughs> Because uh, they're not regulated. Like a lot of early Hitchcock's works on YouTube, uh, and like I say, a lot of silent cinema too. Oh. So if you want to kind of brush up on your classics, just go just YouTube films. Uh, you might have to be clever in like how you're searching for them. Uh, I think The Handmaid might even be on YouTube to be honest. <laughs> the entire film. So uh, it's always worth a punt. Just I'm looking at what else is on um, like the film unit schedule that we sadly will not be showing and. Um... Um, we've got, um, yeah, Little Women we were going to be showing, but I don't think that's available on any subscription-based ones yet, because, uh, I don't think think that's just a, like, a paid one, so, yeah, okay, ignore me, that's not, um, I know that, um, yeah, everything we were... Oh, Mean Girls, that's definitely available on one of the things. Um, and we're going to be yeah. showing that as a classic. Mean Girls will be out there. So that's that's a recommendation. If you want something just to, like, watch up and just, like, feel cuddly and warm and laugh, like, Mean Girls is always always a classic recommendation for that, to be honest. Um, the The film... I just really like it. It's a really good film. Me it's so good. Like, it's one of the most quotable films of forever, pretty much. Like, yeah. Um, we've also, Mad Max Fury Road is another one of the ones which I am most sad about us not showing because it was going to be my first time watching Mad Max Fury Road after everyone for the last five years saying, oh my God, it's one of the best films. Um, And so we were going to show it and we were going to show it in the um, standard version in the afternoon and then the black and chrome edition in the evening. Um, And yeah, we now... Uh, are not doing that for obvious reasons and I will now have to postpone my Mad Max Fury Road watching um, yeah. but it is a shame because we had such a good um, like schedule lined up Yeah, it's a bit heartbreaking that we can't show these films yeah but but we're adapting, adapting for Eyes Overcome we're doing remote screenings There's Netflix and everyone else seems to be doing free trials so just we can't have the films, but the films can come to you still, most of them. I watched the... Um, sorry, the, I entirely had forgotten, but like just it came to my mind. I watched the 1998 recording of Cats. Um, that's, I paid £2.49 for it and watched it on YouTube. And we... 
so firstly, I think that at some point form units should show Cats 2019, um, probably because I think there's a lot to be said about it being done as a um, uh, like a bad film, rowdy screening, possibly sell alcohol at it. I think it would go down well. Um, but so I watched the original. I think if I think if we propose cats and alcohol to a bunch of students, they're going to be like, "Yeah, let's do that." Yeah, like make it make it a themed screening. They do it at the Prince Charles in London. It's called the Jellicle Ball. Like we we should just we should do that. But the, the, again, another thing to work out when um, the time comes. But yeah, so I watched I watched the 1998 stage recording, and. I was expecting to be like, okay, this works much better on the stage. I did not think, okay, this works much better on the stage. I thought, this is even more boring than the film one. Because at least the film one, there's this like constant cosmic horror going on. The stage one is just, yeah. it's, it's like a very... I don't know. It, I don't even particularly mind the lack of plot. Like, the lack of plot was something I was aware of going in. Um, I think... I thought there was, there was a... I, I was told there was a slight plot, but the slight plot it does have is just so insane. So the, <laughs> That it also doesn't count. The slight plot that it does have... So there's two, there's two bits of slight plot to the musical Cats. There's the... The Jellicle choice... Um, both of these are adapted to the film and then made into more of a thing in the film. Um, which, again, if anyone hasn't seen Cats, it's coming out on, um, like, uh, online. And, and usually I'd say, now, nah, don't don't bother, like, paying uh, to get something that isn't on, like, a subscription service like Netflix. Just wait until it comes out. With Cats, I would say, you know what? If you want to pay money for Cats, I, I couldn't not recommend it. Just, just to like have the experience. Even you won't enjoy it. You won't have a pleasant time. But sometimes you just got to do that. But it's so, like, yeah, no. So the, the plot of cats, they have, they have the, um, the like leader of the cats, old Deuteronomy. Uh, she, when he in the, the stage musical, um, gets kidnapped. Uh, and then brought back about five minutes later. Um, so that's one bit of the plot. And then the second bit of the plot is the fact that all of the cats are competing to go to the Heaviside Lair. Um, and so that happens at the end, but that's not really like... That's not really that much of a thing. Most of it is just the cats introduce themselves. And like that's that that's all cats is really which is fine in concept i'm like this is fine i don't have an issue with that being like the plot of cats like there being no plot the issue i had was that yeah. they have just like these 20 minute dance breaks where nothing is happening but there's just like and and i i recognize yes that's that's what a dance show is like people go and see dance shows but i was like I want but more in when you go in to see a dance show, you know what a dance show is if you go in to see a musical, you expect i guess a bit bit more I'm like five minutes of dance fine like i'm I'm kind of okay with that, but maybe it just wasn't for me because there's a lot of people who really love the stage play of cats um but i was I was just not into it, and like also the thing is is the songs are the songs are for the first 15 minutes quite good and there's a couple of select bits where i'm like okay these songs are like really interesting but a lot of it just i i don't care like i a lot of it just has yeah. really not that interesting songs um and like see thing is is i feel like i can say more angry stuff about the stage play of cats than i can about the film because like at least the film i'm just like what what in the ever living god was that the stage play of cats i'm just like yeah i'm like i i was glad i spent my time watching the film of cats because i was just like that was insane where's the I don't know if that's a. I don't know if that's a like a seal of approval for the movie or just a seal of damnation for the stage play. Whether you like, yeah, the film was way better. I was, by the end of the two hours, I was just so bored, um, and like 
there's a couple of better things. So, Mr. Mistopheles is a better song in the stage play. In the film, Mr. Mistopheles is like this weird, like, it's just kind of like sounds bored and tired and like, like it's not got any kind of like excitedness to it. In like the stage play, the song Mr. Mistopheles is, is quite jazzy. It's quite like interesting. It's like got more of a bit of excitement to it. Um, but then the best song in the film, Skimbleshanks the Railway Cat, is one of the worst songs in the stage play, mostly because of how they have it being performed and like the witch like cats they have singing. So yeah, o- overall, I would not recommend spending £2.49 on YouTube to watch Cats 1998. That that ends my rant. Sorry, that I realise I, I broke up the flow of the, the recording a little bit there. But yeah, I just, I had to, no, I, I had think, to get that out. I think coming, I think Cats is one of the things that only a few people can advise on because few of us have seen both the film and the stage play. So the fact that we've, we've got breaking news here... The stage play is not as good as the film, and that everyone should watch the film at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I did think that's, that's about um, doing an April Fool's Day um, cats for film unit remote, but then I decided against it. Um, why I said I decided against it, I realised I couldn't because it's not available to watch anywhere. Um, Yet. But the second it is, you're going to be there like it's April Fool's Day now. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what day it is, we're we're all fools this April. Oh, it'll just be it'll be instead of being a thing where we can sell alcohol, it'll just be we encourage we encourage at least one gin and tonic drunk during cats, except not because I don't know. We've probably got a rule about not encouraging alcohol. Who knows? Um, but. Well, if we if we just say um, if you want drink along, if you don't like you can drink whatever you want. It could be a cup of tea, it could be like lemonade, or it could be alcoholic. But just drink along, yeah. No matter what you're drinking from a cat bowl. And therefore, it's not. I don't. <laughs> I feel like that's an even worse suggestion. If we're like, you know what, just just drink out of a cat bowl. Yeah. <laughs> if you. <laughs> I don't know what point of isolation madness you have to be to just be like, you know what, drinking out of a cat bowl seems like a good way to spend the evening. Uh, but yeah, what, what else have you been watching? I've I've just... Well, because I'm like at home with my, isolated with my family, films are kind of... What can, we, what can I convince everyone else to watch with me so I can have control of the big telly? And so it's just... A, it's we've mostly just been re-watching I, I say we have rewatched Shrek and a lot of like children like childhood films that we love just because but um we I saw the proposition the film um written by Nick Cave it was on movie and I can um my parents really like like the um Nick Cave and the um Bad Seed so I was like oh well you like them how about we watch this like film you've never heard of and it it was I really enjoyed it we all really enjoyed it it was like an Australian western so, I'd not heard of this. So, I am looking it up it's, now. Is it still on Mubi? I think, unfortunately, I think it just dis- disappeared off, but I imagine it's going to be somewhere. But just... That's... But just... Ooh. Just films... Films on Mubi are generally good because I watched Existence, which has got, like, a young Jude Law in it, and it was kind of like The Matrix from, like, 1999. So that you go in, like, a virtual reality game but you start to lose track of where the game starts and you end. But it's meant to be that realistic. It's like you go in through a port in the bottom of your spine and it like attaches there and it's like these organic game pods. And that film was really good. So basically, I've just been basically watching all the films on movie. So if you can, if as, as we've said, get that three-month subscription and just watch as many films as you can. Yeah. But honestly, those are both two good films I've watched. I'm trying to think what else I've watched because I've just been basically sitting around watching TV show. I must admit because they had a community onto Netflix I, I do love the nice. show, like community so I've been watching that quite a bit uh, yeah I, I might finally watch season 6 now I've I've not heard mm-hmm. as good things about season 6 as the earlier ones so I, I might watch it I might not it's, who knows it's, it's ooh, I do. it's not 
I must admit, it's not as strong as some of the earlier seasons, but the last episode, it is, it's a really good way of winding up the series. So it's almost worth watching the last season to see how they kind of deal with ending the season as a whole. Yeah. Uh, I've... And it's... Oh, so, no, you can't. No. No, you go on. I was, I was going to say, I was going to say, just watch it. It's good. Oh. Just because community's lighthearted. When do the... Apparently the Shreks are coming off Netflix soon. So probably a shout out to, like, get your Shrek watching in now. <laughs> like, because yeah. I saw... I don't know if um, that's in the UK as well, but... If in doubt, no, just watch Shrek. They're on... Yeah, they're on here still, but, yeah. Um, Shrek yourself before you wreck yourself. Just watch Shrek before it's taken off. Um... I've just searched like, and it's part of El Dorado, which I loved. I haven't seen in so long, and so I'm just gonna say, if you, if Shrek is taken off, just watch El Dorado instead because it's such a good film. Netflix is like famously really bad at telling you what's coming off, but uh, there's a website called New or Netflix yeah. um, UK, uh, and they have a page which that they kind of update things when they're coming off. Um, so if you if you like me, wait until the last day something's on a service before deciding to watch it, which is what I do all the time. Um, just yeah, just check that website yeah. every few days. Uh, and Amazon Prime has like a section where they tell you what's coming off. Um, so they're 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 a little bit nicer about it. Um, it's kind of one of the reasons I can't recommend things I've been watching. It's because I just watch things when they leave. So I watched Force Majeure the day it left uh, all four, which was a great film. Um, I watched Patterson the day it left Prime, and that's another great film. But uh, yeah, if you don't know exactly what to watch and need like a self-imposed deadline like i do movie's great for that and uh yeah just checking when things are leaving netflix and being like oh okay i have one day to watch shrek 2 which is leaving on the 11th of april apparently uh ah. there you go yeah. Uh, so yeah get a watch it. another I'm, I'm glad someone else also has to watch films at a time pressure being like it's now or never there's too another much selection netflix. you need something that narrows Sorry. it down you need like if it's like okay i would not be able to watch this film for a while once it's left Another Netflix I'd really recommend, and it's not like a film film, but like it's um, Bo Burnham Make Happy. Um, it's <gasps> one of my favorite like stand up things that's on Netflix at all. It's it's basically it's so gorgeous. Like it, Bo Burnham's a musical it's comedian, so um, and he's very interesting he's done a lot of like he, he's a, a lot of his stuff is like fairly kind of standard musical comedy but like he in make happy goes really into his mental health and how his kind of career as a performer is affecting it and like i know that like stand-up is like for comedy but also absolutely the end left me in complete tears and he just goes to these really good metaphors um and so the songs in it are also just really funny and he's just this like wonderful performer and yeah i would would recommend make happy as well uh, i would recommend make happy a lot uh his previous stand-up show what is also very good and i think on Netflix, or at least it was a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, I, th it, I think it's still on. Cause I, yes, I think it is. I still do keep watching it. But um, yeah, because Bo Burnham did Eighth Grade, which in itself is wonderful. Yes. But his stand-up is... Like, the, the songs are brilliant, but the problem is they all get in your head, and some, some of them you can't really, like, sing in public without getting a few weird looks if you start singing them to you under your breath. Yeah. <laughs> But they are, it's it's such a yeah, I would recommend watching Bo Burnham. Just it's just it's just it's both funny but also really touching and moving. I think it's a it's a good balance, it's what we all yeah. need. While I was looking at that as well, it um gave me a little what else? Um and it showed me what did Jack do. Um which if anyone hasn't seen what did Jack do, it's only fifteen minutes long. Um or maybe like twenty. And it's a David Lynch short film about a man interrogating a monkey. Um, that yeah, that's all. All I'm gonna say. It's it's a David Lynch short film about a man interrogating a monkey. You should watch it. Uh, it's 20 minutes long. That's that's all you need to know. About it's got a song in it. Um, uh, David Lynch plays the interviewer. He may also play the monkey. We don't know. 
Um, it and yeah, it just features him saying a lot of weird questions to the monkey. Um, yeah. Though I think all questions are weird to ask a monkey, and then I guess where's the banana? I feel like that's the only only one that yeah. really would come to mind. I'm trying to think if you had a monkey in front of you, what questions would you ask it? If you want your fix of David Lynch short films as well, because he's, uh, he's made a lot of short films. Um, most of them are on YouTube. Uh, so if if there's like if you go on his IMDb or Letterbox and see one with an interesting name, uh, if you just uh, YouTube his name and then the name of the film, it, it will likely be on YouTube. So if you want uh, if you want your fix of some weird dreamlike uh, short films that aren't quite as funny as uh, What Did Jack Do, which is a masterpiece. Um, yeah, check out YouTube again. It's still the best place to watch films. Now is probably quite a good time to watch a bunch of short films as well. Yeah, um, YouTube tends to be a good place. Like If you, if you um, know the filmmaker you want to kind of find and search short film, you're, you're likely to find a lot of uh, great stuff. It's often worth, uh, if you're not in the mood for like starting a new TV show or watching a film or anything, and you've got like 30, 40 minutes before you're going to go to bed or whatever. Just try, trying to cram in like a bunch of short films is often a, a fun thing to do. Because uh, you might kind of discover something that you'd never thought, think you'd like before. And you might see some of the worst things you've ever seen before as well. Which often happens if you're just watching random short films. And short... Yeah, and shorts are good if, say, if, if you're like still studying, you're trying to find something to like order the day. If you go, oh, once I finish this bit of work, I'll go watch a short. And then you do a bit more work. And it's just... It's, you can use it as a reward, which is quite nice, using films as treats, because they are actually <laughs> short films. Some of them are, like, can be really good. Or just films under an hour and a half are great as well. Um, I haven't talked about it, but Primer on Mubi uh, is, is like 72 minutes long, and that is nice. a, a miracle. I mean, you'll have to watch it three or four times to begin to understand it, because it's the most confusing thing I've ever seen. But... Um, it's, uh, it's, if people don't know, it was, um, it's a film about, about two guys that invent time travel. Um, and it was made for $7,000, the film, um, back in the early 2000s. Oh, wow. But it's like, it's made by engineers and mathematicians, and they don't like de jargon the film. So, like, it's almost impenetrable unless you have a degree in maths. Um, so, Ash might be able to do it. <laughs> but, uh, it's a film designed specifically for a small market of scientists, and everyone else is kind of like, just noddling, nodding along, being like, "Yep, yeah, I know I what's can, going on." I'll give that a go. That sounds that sounds decent. I probably yeah. also won't understand it, but I will look forward to it anyway. Well, if you kind of go along with it, it makes sense up until a point, and then you realise that the, the form of time travel they have, that there's so many different versions of them around at the same time, and things start happening, and it's all out of order, and you're like, "Okay, I think I'm going to need to go to YouTube to understand this one." But uh, it's, I watched... it's really cool for seven thousand dollars. It looks great. On the subject of films under 90 minutes, I watched um, In a World, um, which is a quite like it's a small kind of indie comedy from 2013 directed by someone called Lake Bell, who she hasn't been in loads or directed that much. But um, she has you might recognize her as the voice of Wilson Fisk's wife in um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, which is a very small role in that film, but um, that's her. Uh, and she's also done a few other things. She's done a lot of voice work, but the the film is stars her as the main character, and it's about um, a woman who is the daughter of a very famous uh, voice person who does um, like recordings for trailers, um, and it's about her trying to also be like the person who says in a world at the beginning of <laughs> film trailers and stuff um and so it's about that and like her balancing that and also trying to do um like she's trying to be a vocal coach at the same time um and about so trying to try and do everything the, Jesus. well so the the letterbox synopsis because i feel like i am 
not giving the best description, but she's an underachieving vocal coach is motivated by her father, the king of movie trailer voiceovers, to pursue her aspirations of becoming a voiceover star. Amidst pride, sexism, and family dysfunction, she sets out to change the voice of a generation. Uh, and it's it's a very just like funny, sweet film that's like a good a good comedy. Um, some aspects of it I didn't out, but yeah. Is there so, yeah, a Harry. place you can watch that? Uh... Legally, um, I I think I might have paid two pound forty nine for that on Prime Video. Now that I think about it, um, <laughs> sure. But yeah, it's I would I would recommend I would recommend it a world. I thought it was it was very good and just like mostly quite a sweet and nice film. Um, nice. Yeah. Also, yeah, in response to your question of shall we wrap up soon, uh, I think that probably makes sense. We've been talking for a while. Um, yeah, I feel like we could probably talk for hours and the listeners might not want to listen to that in all, all in one go. Yeah, I think in general this has been quite a good test of like how this can work for future and like, um, yeah, like it would be cool to do it's... more of these during this period. Yeah, it would be cool if uh, we all watched like one of the films, like one of the film unit remote screenings and maybe all talked about the same film. Uh just as if uh, film unit was still functioning, so maybe Legally Blonde or the uh, that one about the box. Well, le- yeah, Legally Blonde is likely going to be film unit remote this this weekend. So, yeah, did we have that as a? No, we didn't have that on the main schedule, did we? No, no, that no got, we, is, we have Heather's and Mean but, Girls, but yeah. not Legally Blonde. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think. I think if like next week, like Legally Blonde was spoken about, that would be that would be good. And the good thing about this is it's not in a tiny studio, so in theory we could have as many guests as we want. Yeah, that would be chaos, but it would also yeah, be probably. great. I feel like we all need need a little bit of chaos at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's watching a chaotic film or being on a chaotic radio show, one of the two. Morgan, what do you want left to happen before wrapping wrapping up? I guess I just kind of want to thank you both for one helping me figure out how to do this and talking me through it, and just for coming on and willing, I'll be willing to be guinea pigs for this first remote like radio show. It's been enjoyable. I've enjoyed being the guinea pig. It's been fun. Like I'm, um, yeah. It's it's a nice way of just kind of like. I don't know, because I spend most of my time at the moment just really wanting to give film recommendations. So, like, being able to do that has it is like, good fun. And, I, yeah, it's it's the, the feeling in my mind of, like, there's so much more I could say, but I can save that for next time. And, yeah. Yeah. We can, we can, we can keep doing this and from now until whenever this lockdown is lifted or past that and stuff. So you don't need to give all your film recommendations straight away. You can, there's plenty of time. Yeah, I guess just try and yeah. watch as many until the next one. So got me more things to recommend. Yeah, definitely. I and what, keep, keep just keep organising really good remote. Like, I'm so hyped for Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Like I, I can't stress enough how excited I am to do Portrait of a Lady on Fire by remote. Like that's gonna be the one where I'm actually like talk about it afterwards we need to talk about portrait of a lady on fire everyone like you are you are getting on the discord and we are going to talk about portrait of a lady on fire big like that's that's going to be the big mood is that i need to know everyone's reactions to that film definitely well if we do if we do one of the um, ones where we can talk about legally blonde once do like the portrait of a lady on fire we could do another show where as many people can come on and ramble about what they want and in regards to that film, because I'm so excited yeah. for it, it just, um, it's, it's going to be sick. When that Facebook event goes up, it's going to be a big, big bit of excitement, like, just everyone, everyone, watch, come to this event, we're going to watch this film together, we may not be together in person, but we're, we're going to watch this amazing, beautiful film together, and it's going to be perfect. Yeah, I feel like everyone, because... The good thing about technology is you can almost watch films together, even though you don't have to be in the same cinema. And so, while we're not like currently in in the basement of the University of Sheffield's SU, we can all still keep watching the films we want together. We can all keep talking about films because, let's face it, none of us are ever going to stop talking about films as much as anyone around us might want us to. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited. And it's kind of, it's keeping my brain, like, just kind of focused on fun film things rather than, like, rather than just, like, the doom and gloom. I'm like, nice, films. Yeah, fo- focus on film, focus about, like, watching good films, like, seeing what good films are coming out and just talking about films. Films, go- films we're, we're going to escape reality and we're going to use films to do it. That's, that's what they're there for. We can put off reality for a good, like, hour and a half or two hours or three hours if we're watching The Irish Man. Just push off as much time as possible. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Right. Does anyone else have any closing remarks? Uh, I'll just say goodbye and... Uh... I hope everyone is staying safe and is looking after loved ones and uh, yeah, hopefully come back from the show very soon. See yeah, I would I would echo those um, those comments. I would say just like hope everyone's all right. Hope everyone's staying indoors. Follow all the necessary advice. Um, and yeah, if you if there's anything you want film unit to be doing, like as as chair of film unit, if there's anything you want film unit to be doing during this time email us film.unit at sheffield.ac.uk and i will be reading those emails i will like we can do anything within reason um and pending committee discussion um we will have a chat about what we can do and like because yeah so far we've been doing film unit remote screenings but if there's anything else that hasn't come to my mind then like we'd be more than happy to so yeah send us an email but yeah, so I guess that's that's it. So everyone listening, thank you for listening and listening to the trial run of this. Thank you guys for coming on and being guinea pigs. And just, I guess, everyone, look after yourself and stay safe. It's the general message film unit wants to get out. Enjoy watching films, but also look after yourself and stay safe. Yeah. Bye, everyone. <laughs>